Hey kids, it's your old pal, Gorag the Slayer. As usual, the show is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is a small business, and by that I mean one man alone in the wilderness, creating custom pin-on buttons for you, the consumer. I don't know what that means. Anyway, LoneStarButtons.com is uh, owned by a man named Adam Stimpy Jones. He is a clawless wolverine. He's more cuddly than a wolverine, actually. He's more like a human teddy bear. Anyway, all of Adam's products are made in the USA at a reasonable cost in multiple sizes and shapes. That dude has tons of experience and he's easy to work with. So if you have a custom button design, you can email adamstimpyjones at info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call that pink teddy bear at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. Yeah. On a side note, I'm really happy to be back talking to you fine surface dwellers. Now I'm stuck mopping the studio after Sheba took a shit in the corner. And I sure am glad that asshole Grignac isn't around. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with the boys in the show, the boys in the show, they're not going to like that. If you want to get in touch with anybody on the show, you can email us at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. We will read everything and take a vote on if it makes it on the show or not. You can use that email address to send us story suggestions, friend questions, or any other goddamn thing you want to tell us. Oh, and also, you can go to gabrieldeter.threadless.com and find a t-shirt featuring my lovely hand. I've never been a hand model before, but I think I've gotten good at it. Check it out, there's a link straight to it on our Facebook page. Revenge of the World Podcast. Anyway, coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas, it's the Revenge of the World Podcast with your host, Gabriel Dieter, and co-host, Bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World episode, what episode is this? 78. 78? Yeah. I'm your host, Gabe Dieter, as usual, and uh, with me today is Brennan Half-Life Birch. Hello, What's hello. up, dude? Oh, God. I'm I'm currently nursing a hangover that Half-Life I thought was gone. Fits. Half-Life fits for this particular episode. Yeah, yeah. You're uh you're noticeably hungover right now. Yeah. Well, what's weird is like whenever I got up this morning, like I I, I probably got home about one thirty last night, and yep. like I got up this morning at like six thirty because that's just what my body does now. Yeah. And you know, I kind of laid around a little bit. I got up, said, "Screw it, I'm gonna go get some coffee. I'm gonna go skateboarding." So I got some coffee. I went and skated, feeling pretty okay. And then just like you know, middle of the day, I started kind of feeling bad again. Yeah, it snuck back up on me, which is weird. I mean, I was like, I was out skating and it was like hot. You know, I, I, yeah, I should have felt bad then. Well, I picked you up around two o'clock. Yeah, and uh, you've noticeably deflated a bit since uh, since then. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 been a rough weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should probably get into that uh, just just for uh, oh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's 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 not a. It's not a super sexy great story. I just got broken up with and I went to a house party last night and my friends, you know, they circled the wagon like they do and that wagon eventually, I mean that circle eventually turned into a funnel and that funnel eventually became full of tequila. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, so you broke the news to them last night. Yeah, I, I, they tried to cheer you up by yeah, getting you completely just pouring hammered. just handing me shots of stuff and and it, you know it, it it worked out i had a pretty good night um you know so it was kind of a weird party you know a bunch of kind of smart nerdy engineer dudes and their impossibly hot asian wives <laughs> and of course i find the 
the guy in the misfit shirt with the beard to talk about horror movies with all night. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I don't know, it was kind of the night that I needed, you know, I was pretty bummed out yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, uh, here's the things looking up for you. Yeah, it'll, it's going to be all right. You know, it's, I think it's, you'll be okay. I'll be okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's difficult to not talk about it without getting into too much detail. And I also don't, I don't think it's fair necessarily to, I don't know, just go full blast well, on the whole situation. You don't have to but, talk about the breakup, just yeah. talk about tomorrow. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, eh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be all right. I mean, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, I don't know. It just sucks. It does suck. <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I mean, I, I know it's going to get better. I'll fucking live. But, you know. No, getting broken up with. It's not a life-threatening injury. No, no, it's not. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I wish I was more, uh, more of a, hmm, vocal, uh, hugger. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I not. I, I, I just, uh, I have faith that, you know, everything happened. No, I'm not going to say everything, everything happens, happens for a reason. reason. That's bullshit. But, yeah. um, on to bigger and better things. Yeah. It'll be all right. Oh, bigger, <laughs> better. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I like some beer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. So it's really fucking hot, and I don't know if anybody can hear it, but we kept the fan on this time. Hopefully, that's not a an audio failure. <laughs> there she blows. White caps as big as men. Uh. I don't know, man. You'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, I, you don't, you're, you don't really don't have any choice. I mean, at this point... Hey, after the show, we can do a Pasadena bar crawl if you want. Oh, God. Shut up. <laughs> uh, that's the last thing I want right now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you just want to go drink in Pasadena bars. That's what this is Suit really yourself. <laughs> hey, man. I, I'm, I'm taken, but to yeah. see... Uh, a waitress with an eye patch, rubber boobs across your shoulders would be. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd pay for money for that. <laughs> it's surprising once you know one of your best buds is single. Who can I fix him up with? <laughs> oh God! And I do have a few gals in mind, but uh, no, I don't know. No. I don't know how you feel about that. Nah. I, we'll talk after the show. We'll talk after the show. I'm in no hurry. I'm in no hurry. I'll I'll text you next week. Um. Yeah, what, so what, a, what do you what got a, going on? Me? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, shout out to uh, Super Happy Incredible Toys, who we visited. Yeah. Um, before yeah. our guest appearance on Relationship that got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, that toy shop is legit. If anybody's into that in the Houston area, check them out. Yeah, they had a they had a lot of GI Joe stuff that. Man. Brennan's not even a toy collector, and. You kind of got the itch. Yeah, when you I saw I, that I could, I could giant see, wall of GI Joe. I could see going in there and making some mistakes with a credit card. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Ooh. yeah. That literally just gave me chills. Um, no, please don't do that. No, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I don't want to feel responsible for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like just try it once, man. After that, you're just chasing the dragon. Yep. There's there's no ending in sight once you get started. Well, clearly. <laughs> clearly. I'm I need a bigger garage. Um uh, what else? Oh yeah. We uh we were slated to go on relationship today. No telling when that would have posted, but uh it's unfortunate. But yeah. you know. Speedy recovery, Stacy. Stacy, hope you're feeling better. And I was just joking about being a douchebag. <laughs> um let's see anything else brennan uh, we talked a lot during lunch we never really sit down to eat anymore yeah it's uh had us a, a nice civilized meal at carl's jr yeah <laughs> surprisingly they didn't fuck up our orders yeah um do you feel better now that you have carl's jr in your stomach no i don't man it's just <laughs> yeah it's not just a different kind of stabbing <laughs> It's a different kind of pain. Yeah. Well, sage words were never spoken like uh, the ones that's... How did that go? Oh, pain don't hurt. Ah. 
<laughs> always goes back to Roadhouse. Yep, always. Sorry about the uh, false advertising last episode. False advertising? Yeah, I said uh, the title was, uh, shit, something in the White Sage. Oh, yeah. Oh, Roadhouse in the White Sage, and it was Sam Elliott on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Man, I, I had a, uh, I remember in junior high, I had this, it was a, my Texas history teacher mm-hmm. was in love with Sam Elliott. Uh, Who isn't, man? I'm fucking 100% straight. All right, 90% straight, and I love Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah, he kind of kicks you over a little bit on the Kinsey scale. Yep, a little bit. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I'm not going to go down on him, but, you know, <laughs> I've heard mustaches tickle a little. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's not coming out of my head anytime soon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, balls. Let's see some uh, fan fiction artwork yeah. out there. Somebody's going to start a Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know, man. What did we talk about at lunch? We can expand on that shit. I don't know. Uh, we did get to watch uh, George Kirk die in the beginning of Star Trek. Oh, man. Again. Very sad. That, that, that was what I needed today. <laughs> George Thor Kirk. Yeah. Uh, I, we talked about the second movie, second Star Trek, The Wrath of whatever. Uh, was, it, was it Star Trek into The darkness? Wrath of dot 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 <laughs> <laughs> The Wrath of Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> I like how you said that Benedict Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch um, Yeah That was uh, oh. you, you dropped off after the first movie Yeah I mean I don't know I just it, The second one just didn't appeal to me for whatever reason And I don't know that I'll see the third one I don't I don't know. Because Benedict Cumberbatch is no Ricardo Montalban <laughs> with fake pecs. Precisely. <laughs> yeah. When he lifted Chekhov up with those skinny ass arms, <laughs> the it broke the barriers of reality for me. Ah. Uh, that that's what threw you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chekhov on a wire. Man. Um man. Did you see the uh, Doctor Strange trailer? Uh, I, d- I haven't seen the Comic-Con one at all. It looks crazy. Yeah. It looks like... What is that movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Inception. Inception. That's what I was about to say. Is it has kind it of looks a... like Inception, Yeah. but it's just like uh, his his reality Yeah. rather than a dream. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's weird. Um, did you see... Uh, have you seen like any of the trailers for that movie, The Woods? It's like a horror mm-hmm. movie. I don't think so. Yeah, a bunch of kids go into the woods and, you know, it appears that they're going to die terrible ways. Well, uh, at Comic-Con, whenever they showed the trailer, they actually revealed the true title of the movie, which is Blair Witch. It's the third Blair Witch Project movie. What? Yeah. And it, it looks good. It looks really good. <laughs> and the, um, I mean, I, I really love the director who made the movie. Like, he, he's made a bunch of horror stuff that I really like. He made uh, Your Next, and uh, he made, like, the like one of the sections of VHS 2. I don't know if you saw that. No. Oh. Well, he's he's like one of these. I'm new staring guys. blankly yeah. and blinking. He's he's one of these uh, new directors. His name's uh, Adam Wingard, and mm. he's he's like you know one of the people that's doing good modern horror. That's and cool. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be a good movie. Um, me and the babe were uh, thinking about going to see The Conjuring Two. Yeah, we just haven't made it to the theater. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, I mean, I've 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 seen a couple of reviews that said it was pretty good. Hmm. I don't know. I've been waiting for it forever, uh-huh. and uh, it's been out for a couple weeks now. I started watching uh, this movie called Southbound. It's a kind of anthology horror movie. Uh, it was on uh, Amazon Prime. It was really good. It's pretty. What we gotta talk about Stranger Things? Yes. We Spoiler talk about- alert. Yes. If you haven't watched Stranger Things at all. Oh. <laughs> spoiler alert. Run away from the spoiler bonobo. <laughs> <laughs> it was more of like a submarine diving. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, Stranger I'll, I'll, Things is rad. I was <laughs> so thoroughly impressed. I mean, Every fucking episode, the beginning before the intro credits, yeah, was so perfect mm-hmm. that it just made me super excited that the episode had barely started. Yeah. Out every fucking time. I was like, what? We haven't even started the episode yet? Yes. <laughs> it's like the, the pacing is perfect. Like the, all the art direction is, you know, impeccable. 
I mean, they they just nailed the tone. Uh, I don't know, man. Like the, to me, that reminded that was clearly the work of like two people that really loved something forever yes. and worked on it for a really long time and just got it and exactly right. Studied the shit yes. out of the stuff they loved. Yes, um, you could tell that as in Beyond the Black Rainbow, uh-huh. contrasting that. Yeah. They actually studied the meaning behind things and the motivations yeah. of, you know, how and why that imagery worked so well. Yeah. And they pulled it off. Yeah. Every, every time. It wasn't just a style exercise for those dudes. Yes. You know. Correct. Um, I'm, I just, I can't say enough good things about yeah. it. Like, I mean, I... It was, perfection i've turned the i've turned like people onto the show that like don't even like you know science fiction and horror or whatever and like like my sister amy you know i was like you gotta watch stranger things and then she finally she sat down and watched it and just like blew through it yeah which is like just gobbled it up yeah like she she made sure that she watched it all before they went on vacation you know oh okay so yeah it was like it's like even like for normal people you know quote unquote like you can still find something about that that you like which is you know pretty rare with like a lot of genre stuff you know it's a crossover hit crossover hit um i think the term instant classic gets thrown around a lot yeah but i think this pretty much nailed it yeah. like it's weird because it's such a a contemporary period piece mm-hmm. that you think there's a caveat yeah to saying that it's a classic yeah meaning it's pretty much perfect and should be the basis for other things uh but yeah i I cannot find anything wrong with it well what i think is really interesting about it is kind of like seeing things that we grew up on that we saw when they were kind of original concepts being recontextualized and like you know presented to us like as as history you know in a way yeah like and i just thought it was really strange like i mean it's it's just weird seeing that happen it's like you know, if you were alive in the seventies and then you watch Days and Confused, you know, right? It's like you yeah. you kind of remember things being like that. Yeah, that's true. Like that, that was, this must have been the feeling my dad had watching Days and Confused, like because right. he's always loved that movie. Like he took us to see it theatrically. Mm-hmm. It was like that was, you know, high school for him, like literally, you know. Yeah. And I mean, watching Stranger Things is like it's like watching. What'd your dad think of Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I do remember seeing it when I was like six years old. So oh, <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm sure. You, as your dad tiger crawled across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, yeah, uh, super excited to watch something so good. Um, congratulations to the Dumfer brothers. Uh, Duffer. Duffer brothers. Yeah. yeah. Never heard of them before. Yeah, they, they just kind of came out of left field. I think they made like one movie before this. Which was what? I don't know. Okay. I, well, I just remember seeing that in passing. Now I have something to look for. Yeah. Um, the buzz on the internet that I've seen, Ugh. yeah, we talked about this already, but they don't want to see a second season because of the risk of it sucking or not being as good. Yeah. Well, these are the same people that got mad that Ghostbusters was getting another movie, you know? The, the internet is full of the worst people saying the dumbest things. Well, <laughs> that's completely against... Everything I know about television. Yeah. Because looking back on every amazing series, the first season is always the weakest. Yeah. And you don't really realize that until after... Until they hit, like, season four when they really hit their stride and everything's just working. Yeah. Like the X-Files. And then you go back and see season one yeah. and think, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> season one was tough on so many things. Uh that I've watched. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just somebody that would say that knows nothing about television. I mean, or I don't know. I don't trust that at all. No. Even, well, you know, and I, if that was said about true detective, yeah, I would probably have the same feelings until season two came out and it was complete bullshit. Well, I mean, that's not really the same thing though. Cause like, you know, true detective season two was like, you know, it was, like, it was like they started a new show. Yes. It was a completely new show. That's true. So maybe like, you know, season two or three of that season of True Detective, you know, might have picked it up and fixed it. You know, you never know. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Wow, that's true. 
I didn't even think about that in those terms. It's kind of hard to do when everybody's dead, too. Yeah. Whoops. Spoiler alert. Oh, come on. Kara, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> There's, there, she's watching True Detective, too. Yeah. Season two, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. She doesn't see what's wrong with it, either. Yeah. I mean, it, it really isn't that bad. It starts out okay. You, but- you compare it to season one too much, I think, and that kind of ruins it for you. I mean, I feel like just a bunch of times it felt like they tried to almost like start the show over during the show. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. That... There were elements introduced that really didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're getting too down the rabbit hole with that, but fuck it. I enjoy TV, <laughs> especially right now. I feel like it's the golden age of TV. Well, I'm, I'm not really, I haven't really watched anything in a really long time. Yeah. And, you know, Stranger Things, like for me, just kind of came out of nowhere. And for me to actually buckle down and watch anything is difficult, especially, you know, a TV show that I'm going to have to invest time into. Yeah, it was eight episodes. Yeah, but I mean, you know, a lot of times I won't make it past the first episode of something if it doesn't just immediately grab me, you know? Yeah. So. Um, Anything else entertainment wise? No. I mean, I guess Comic-Con's going on, but I don't really. Nope. I haven't paid a bunch of attention to that. Nope. Not super interested. The only comic-con related stuff i'm i've been i've been taking dvds and transferring them to my movie hard drive yeah and uh i just transferred that's my tour right there i transferred the series my tour onto my into my hanna-barbera folder and i'm super (laughs) excited to be watching those yeah they're so goofy and uh you can tell they were made for kids but at the time they were made by adults for kids, so it's kind of like art, you know, yeah. rather than just cheap entertainment, you yeah. know, and uh, really enjoying that. I like the Hanna-Barbera uh, superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Birdman, Space Ghost, Herculoids, Thundar, that shit is my shit. But uh, yeah, that's all Comic-Con put into my head right immediately, so yeah. I don't really have anything else. Yeah. Want to go into some news? Sure. All right. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Okay, we're looking up news and, uh, you were saying oh yeah i just remembered uh before you came over to pick me up um i was watching this documentary on uh, amazon called x the unheard music i think that's i believe that's the name of it yeah and uh, like it's really interesting to see those guys compared to all of like the other hardcore bands of the time you know oh yeah yeah because i mean like I, I watched uh decline of western civilization you know recently as well yeah and I, i've been watching that a lot lately for some reason like over I, and over again? Yeah, like I just put it on in the background just while I'm like painting or something. Uh-huh. So it's just kind of background noise or whatever. The, that one and the second one, like the first one and the second one, are really good movies. Anyway, like just what I was thinking about is like they showed uh, just like they were just like talking to the, you know, just all the people in the band in the beginning of the movie. And like they're all insanely talented musicians. Like Billy Zoom is like, like they show him like just sitting there on his couch, like playing this clarinet. And he's just like wailing through this jazz solo. And, like, they show him playing his guitar, and he's just, like, just going off, just playing these crazy, like, jazz licks and stuff like that. Wow. And, like, apparently uh, his dad was a a jazz clarinetist and saxophonist that, like, played with Django Reinhardt and all these people. No shit. Yeah, he's, like, they're, like, real, like, legit musicians. I wish Netflix had that or, you know, Hulu, whatever. Mm -hmm. That would be super interesting to watch. Yeah, it's it's just... I don't know. It's really like interesting, and it it, it shows just kind of how like uh, John Doe and like Exine, you know, wrote songs together. Because I mean, she's not really a musician. You know, she's she was a writer. She was a poet. Oh, and okay. you know, he's you know, bass player. Not, not much of a singer. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, kind of. And it's just weird, like how like all their different styles. Like even uh, what was his name DJ Bonebreak, the drummer. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong. I, I can't remember right now. My brain's fried. But yeah, like he, he's like like it shows him, like him teaching somebody vibraphone. Like he's giving lessons. What? You know, and like I mean, they're all, like he's like a talented percussionist. You know, like he, he wow. started like played like in concert band and stuff like that, and like jazz and big band. And it's just really funny how like all these crazy talented people from just different walks kind of like came together and 
played in a rockabilly-ish punk rock band, you know? Huh. I mean, I guess, but I mean, at the time, I guess that's what people did because there wasn't really punk rock yet. But, you know, I mean, they're all good players. I think the drummer was into Captain Beefheart, you know? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> that's just whenever they all came together, that's what came out of them. It's really mind See, yeah, uh, the whole... These thoughts aren't going to come out clearly, I already know. The whole way that that type of music came together and it was so diverse was because people put a band together and worked out their creative vibe together to create something that they liked, you know? Rather than, hey, my buddy plays, you know, metal guitar, my other buddy plays metal drums let's start a metal band you yeah know? we all like roughly the same bands let's try to sound like roughly those bands you know right right yeah it was it's like like seeing the originality that came out of like but i mean you even see that like in you know the la hardcore thing it's like it started out with all the weird bands you know like the weirdos and you know x and all that yeah and then it eventually just turned into you know a bunch of guys going you know yeah and i don't know i mean what i guess once the teenagers get a hold of it and start drinking too much <laughs> they ruin it yeah i don't know yeah i mean does that even really happen organically anymore um i mean everybody says oh on the internet people meet and you know but it just doesn't seem like that it seems like people get together and form like genre things yeah um it is kind of homogenized yeah it feels like everything is yeah uh it's just so easy to find your people now you know Whereas more, like, That's true. you kind of went out and, like, kind of created your people before, you know? Right. Like, you you know, you weren't like, I'm going to go to a hardcore show tonight, and I'm going to listen to hardcore bands, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm going to go to a show and see what happens, and then maybe the Minutemen will play. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. Like, now, now that you bring that up, uh, looking at flyers from the, the early 80s... Uh-huh. Like the different kinds of bands that would play on one bill, yeah, were completely different from each other. Yes, I mean, like looking at like the early like New York scene, you know, like mm-hmm. just like Suicide and like Talking Heads and Ramones, yeah, playing on the same bill. That makes yeah. no sense. No, I mean because there wasn't a genre. Yeah, there just wasn't. Thing. There was no like. There wasn't a scene, you know. There was no punk rock scene. Yeah, it was just the Ramones. Yeah. <laughs> And then across the ocean were the Sex Pistols. Yeah. It was, that's it. There was no punk rock scene. I don't know, man. Huh. I mean, is that, do you think that that's dead? Do you think that will, will stay dead? Um, maybe. Maybe. I mean, there, I, I, I don't seem, I'm not, I'm not connected to yeah. the music scene anymore. Yeah. Or if I ever was, I don't know. But it doesn't seem like, there are artists that play instruments anymore or want to create art. Yeah. They want to create a band, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you know, I don't, I don't want to stick to that too strictly because I'm sure there's tons of great music out there mm-hmm. by bands that, you know, I'm, I don't know about. Yeah. Uh, that are just as creative as any of them that have been. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I can't. But, I mean, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about, how, like, uh, you know, when we were talking about Bowie. Yeah. You know, and, like, how, like, where is that going to come from now, and how is that going to find its, find its, you know, people? And, I don't know, it's just like... See, there, there was, there was a mindset available to say, I am an artist, and if you think that that's crazy, wait till you see me when the new shit comes out yeah. you know uh there was an audience built and then they tried to top themselves yeah you know with the next album and the next album mm-hmm. um i just don't i don't know i mean I, I, just because i don't see it yeah doesn't mean it doesn't happen but it's not in pop culture mm-hmm. like it it was yeah. you know Usually now, people come out with their best shit first, and then as they get commercialized, it's like a downward, yeah, you know, step. Hmm. Yeah, that's what it, I mean. Pop music is that's that's the way it seems to me. Right. But then again, 
nobody's really writing their own shit either. Like, there's a lot of, uh, you know, professional songwriters yeah. that, I mean, they just get paid shitloads of money yeah. to write the perfect algorithm, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I guess just, like, taking it back, like, you know, to punk rock, like, how, I don't know, I guess, I guess really what we'd have to do is just ask the kids, how, do you, how, how are y'all doing it now, you know? <laughs> because it just seems like everybody's, like, you know. I'm not asking a kid shit. Well, no. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what you mean, but the last person I need creative advice from is a is a kid. But well, no, I mean, not, I mean, I don't. Know, I just want, I just want. To, I'm curious as to what just what people are doing to even form bands because it seems like, from what I can tell, you know, you know, the 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 putting an ad in the music paper or hanging a flyer in the record store, you know, I mean, the, does that even really work anymore? Or are people just doing that all on Facebook now? Or I mean, I don't know. I think it's all networking through friends yeah and i think it's strange man because the the examples i know of are fucking 10 years old yeah you know and it's always that band that's successful that tours is centered about around one person that found the right group of people to get together that weren't necessarily best friends or anything like that I know, you know, from our experience, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I've had the most fun playing with friends. Yeah. Uh, doesn't mean it was the most creative endeavor. Yeah. Uh, but it was the most fun, and I think when you you're having fun, good things come out of it. Yeah. But that's basically the only situation that I know personally. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can't I can't really speak to how people are creative musically just can't yeah i mean maybe i'm going around in circles with this but i don't know where bowie's gonna come from yeah (laughs) jesus broke the mold when he made david bowie um yeah we're supposed to be getting into the news yeah uh this is probably gonna be a short episode but um we're gonna try and gut this one out uh for your benefit only yeah um so What's her name? Uh, Wasserman Schultz. Yeah, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yeah. Who, I've always had a bad feeling ever since the first time I saw this woman. Really? (laughs) I got bad vibes off of her. Yeah. And I never could explain it until, you know, I heard more about, you know, Bernie and how uh, everything's kind of skewed towards Hillary. Yeah. Um, But... She's fine. She's gonna be sued. She's gonna get the shit sued out of her. Yeah, by some uh, class action lawsuit. And if you're a voter, I mean, you can join that suit if you want to. Mm. You, Brendan Birch. Yeah. Uh, I saw some thing like, how do you get in on this lawsuit? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's gonna come of it, but I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It and this has all come about because of. Uh, the email leaks. Yeah, the WikiLeaks that came out. Yeah. Yeah, they had a bunch of communications about basically how they're going to handle this Bernie Sanders problem. Yeah. And uh, so... I don't know. It's it's fucked up. Uh, she's being sued. She's going to resign her post in the, the DNC. Yeah. After the convention. After the convention. After and the- supposedly they're going to do away with the... Uh, the super delegates. The super delegates. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> too little, too late. Yeah. Who gives a shit at this point? Yeah. The fucking game's been rigged. I mean, really, you would think that someone would go to prison for <laughs> rigging an election like this. I mean, that that seems. But it wasn't an election. It was a. Uh, it was a party election. Yeah, it's still a primary. I mean, that's that's still the will of the people. People still voted in that. But it's not like a. It's not a constitutional thing. It's hmm. it's a party thing. Yeah. Supposedly, parties are more of a traditional thing. Okay. They're not a constitutional thing. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I read, <laughs> and I'm going to go with that. Sure. There's Nothing's going to happen. I mean, enough people are pissed that, you know, hopefully her name's being drugged through the shit. Yeah. But I doubt she even cares. Yeah, I mean, if if 
you know, hopefully they actually will go through and, you know, dissolve the super delegate system and maybe next time. <laughs> I don't know. Who's going to run next? I mean, Hillary's, if she wins, she's in for eight years. That's yeah. the way I see it. And after that, I mean, who knows what damage will have been done by then. Yeah. Uh, I don't really... The damage has been done in faith in the system. Mm-hmm. If anybody had faith in the system, yeah, the bullshit that's going to be drug out in public is going to seal the deal. You yeah. Know? Uh, I've always been cynical towards it myself, yeah. but... You know, I know there's people out there that have been, you know, flag flag waving Democrats and uh and flag waving Republicans. We haven't even touched on the oh, fucking god, that's RNC. true. Yes. I just refer- Oh, yeah. Oh my um, god. Where do we start? What a okay. shit show. <laughs> so as soon as this thing started, uh you sent me um some stuff you you were seeing on Twitter. Yeah. And you know, I was at work. I couldn't really yeah. follow along, but the stuff you were sending me was fucking amazing. Uh, the first thing you sent was a video of this small group of men with sunglasses on. Yeah. I think they were, were they walking down the street or were they inside a building? Uh, they were outside. But it was crowded. It yeah. was very crowded where they were. They were wearing sunglasses and hats and they had ar-15s clipped to the front of their yeah. flak jackets yeah full battle rattle they were ready to full, go i mean they looked like they just parachuted out of a c-130 <laughs> into the <laughs> into Republican, a mcdonald's parking lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they were moving as a group and uh flags sticking out of their uh, flak jackets um and what blew my mind was the one in the back as they passed the camera yeah was walking backwards yeah and scanning the crowd to make sure that everything was cool he had their six. Oh, <laughs> oh my god i could not believe my eyes well, what's funny about that is those little those little that little troop movement they were doing mm-hmm. that's something that they taught us like in the, in the air force during you know combat skills training or something right and we used to laugh about having to do that because that's like Vietnam tactics. That's not even shit that's useful anymore. <laughs> well, that's how you move through like yeah. a building. Like yeah. if you were to, trying to cl- go room to room and clear uh, an office building, say. Yeah, it's just fucking uh, stupid. So stupid. Yeah. Like, that's, I, w- <laughs> I don't even think those guys were in the military. <laughs> no. I think that they were just fucking playing soldier yeah that's plan army that's what a lot of these militia dudes are they're they're not even like you know they're not prior service they don't have they've never had any sort of real training you know they go to their little camps on the weekend and shoot their guns and you know jerk off to thomas Paine or whatever and and i see that i see that as the biggest hypocrisy yeah and cowardice Mm -hmm. if you spend your time Screaming through a megaphone, waving your gun around, playing army, and not serving in the military. Yeah. You are a disgrace to the fucking flag. There's like, there's people, like, they will pay you to go do all that shit, you know? Like, the military will. Yeah. Yeah, they, they'll, yeah. they'll pay you, they'll teach you how to do it, they'll give you all the ammo you want. But no, that, that requires you to put your life in danger. Yeah. And make a commitment to your country. Yeah. And it's just easier to stand around, you know, shouting Hillary for prison. Hmm. Yeah, which know. that part I agree with. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> other than that, you're a disgrace, yeah. and I will spit on you and your AR-15 that you probably never even shot. <laughs> just kidding. You shoot it every weekend. Yeah, every weekend. Um, I'm sure you have a gun on your ankle at all times, even when you're sleeping. <laughs> um. What else? What else did we see uh, during that fiasco? We saw anti-Trump uh, delegates trying their damnedest to change the uh, the course of the river. Oh yeah, that was that was a shit show. Okay. That was a mega shit show. Yeah, they. Uh, well, I mean, they they'd already voted on like the rules committee and stuff before they even got to the convention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were trying to call for like a change to the rules to say you know free the delegates, let them vote you know, 
let them kind of vote their gut as opposed to what they'd already committed to. Let them vote for Ted Cruz. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, you know, they just, I think, uh, yeah, the Colorado delegation completely walked out. A lot of Iowa did, you know, they, they needed, uh, signatures for, from like X amount of people from, you know, I guess like seven different States. They got them from nine. But then they started, you know, saying, "Oh, these signatures are void, and this is fake, and blah blah blah." They were they were being ignored. Yeah, they were being avoided. Yeah, by and, the uh, who was it the uh, spokeswoman or who was hiding from them? It was I, I I didn't see that part. Whoever they were supposed to get those signatures verified from, yeah, was literally like avoiding them, like they could not find her. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of a, it was kind of interesting to see the struggle, yeah, going on within a party, and I was kind of rooting for them a little bit because they're the underdog, and I can't help it. Yeah, but I don't care for. I mean, the rumors were prior to the prior to this that Mitt Romney was going to come back into the game. Yeah, uh, there was also rumor that. Ted Cruz was gonna try and stick his foot back in yeah. to the dance, and uh, neither one of those, you know, really made it in. You know, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing gained traction against yeah. Trump. So he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. Anything? Anything else on that? Uh, I, I'm really disturbed by how much Mike Pence looks like Race Bannon. From Johnny Quest. Wow. Yeah. That <laughs> look, is crazy. He, look, he looks like a cross between him and uh, like the dad from King of the Hill. Cotton. <laughs> oh, shit. He's Jesus like the, Christ. I, like think, he, I think that's a little closer. Yeah. Just like a, a perfect mashup of those two. And I don't know. That's terrifying. Uh, yeah, I, I watched it. I listened to the speeches. They're all dog shit. And they're not, not a single, you know clear idea as to what they are going to do to make things better in America. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, believe me, the most entertaining, I mean, newsflash, I have no love for the Republican Party at yeah. this point. Uh, I did in my 20s think that, you know, that was more the way to go because of, you know, I'm, you know, conservative on some things. Yeah. But they lost me on everything else. Uh, so anyway, um, to see all of the media pundits mm. uh, just trash the shit out of uh, Trump up until it was obvious yeah. that he was going to be the guy, and then for being forced to turn around, yeah, and you know, say, "Hey, this this guy I called a dirtbag isn't so bad after all." Yeah. Oh man, there's no. <laughs> Watching that Fox News 180 has been hilarious. It it's it's it makes my heart feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you watch like the whole thing that happened with, you know, Melania Trump or whatever, how that speech was, you know, large large portions of it were taken from, you know, Michelle Obama's speech at, in 2008. You know, whatever. Which according to Rush Limbaugh was also lifted from Bob Dole's wife. Really? Yeah. That's how they were trying to uh turn it around yeah i mean i don't know i mean what i feel like that that whole thing is whatever i mean nobody gives a shit what i don't give a fuck about any of this goddamn bullshit well i mean the thing i have to cover it because it's part of our fucking life as americans yeah but to in any way pretend that it's a legitimate process yeah (laughs) or means anything in our daily lives you know, yeah. I'm not going to do that. It's just, I don't know. But, you know, that shit was going on. But at the same time, that dude, uh, Steve King from Iowa, mm-hmm. you, you remember the guy that uh, tried to get Harry, Harriet Tubman off of the $20 bill? Um, uh, this was like a, a couple months ago. You know, they, after that came out, he was like fighting against having Harriet Tubman put on the $20 bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically just came out on MSNBC, you know, stating, he said uh, that he did he had no idea what these like other like um what basically what minorities had contributed to western civilization and that everything was came from white people what yeah like on national television 
He like just came out and said this. This, this was the same day. This was the first day of the convention as uh, you know the whole Melania Trump thing happened, or the day uh-huh. you know like that happened, and like that didn't get any traction. But everybody wants to talk about this speech, you know? Yeah. And like that dude is a sitting congressman. People voted that man into office, and like he's a, he's a fucking white supremacist. Like that's where we're at. Those that's that's why people have to fucking vote and pay attention because you know that guy has power. That guy, that guy makes laws. Yeah. You know? I'm speechless. <laughs> that's the, sh- like, that's the shit, that's what we're fucking up against right now. Like, outright white supremacists are in Congress. <laughs> yeah. And they're uh, just gonna be emboldened if Trump gets in. Yeah. Because he's run a straight up white supremacist campaign. Well, he, he rejected the, uh... The, what, the Klan's? David Duke's oh, David endorsement. Yeah. Oh, but so. yeah, but, but yeah, he he never actually rejected the KKK either. Really? No, he never he never rejected the KKK's endorsement. He might have rejected David Duke's, but he never rejected the KKK's endorsement. Well, the, he rejected David Duke's like yesterday. Yeah. Like f- Friday or something yeah. like that. Uh, like after he didn't fucking need it anymore. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think he was like trying to just. I I had said on previous episodes that I don't think the Trump that. Has run up until this point is the Trump you're gonna see after he gets nominated, because he he's gonna have the support now to where he doesn't have to get fucking black people beat up at his meetings, you know. But I mean, those dumb shits are still out there. They're just out just there. just this this fucking Friday, I was in the Target parking lot in Pasadena. I was walking up there, holding my son's hand. We're gonna go into target and do some shopping these like two like 40 year old looking dudes one of them has a has this phone out and he's filming this black woman walking into target and he says he just said hey hey and like you know the woman turns around and he says all lives matter and then they drove off what and like this woman wasn't doing shit oh, she was just God. going to target man just going to fucking target and those people are out there now you know and, they're, and they've been emboldened fucking michael berry fans <laughs> probably I mean, it, it's, it's that audience, you know, it's those dumb fucks that, you know, just fucking jock pieces of shit, basically. <laughs> That's what they grow up into. <laughs> How do you really feel, Brennan? I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to say it. What? <laughs> I, I just feel like you're at the top of your game right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've had a hell of a weekend. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know. I think you're all fired up for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've been watching the Republican National Convention all week. I saw some racists at Target, and then I got broken up with over email. And now you're so hung, now you're hungover and pissed. And now I'm just hungover, and I've got a bacon cheeseburger in my stomach that's fighting its way out. <laughs> uh, Things are not going well for me. Do we need to take a break? No, I'm good. Let's keep going. What else Jesus. you got? <laughs> I think my blood pressure is going up. Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that we're closing in on the actual election, so yeah. that I don't have to cover this bullshit anymore. But I gotta admit, it was a little fun this week. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking circus. It's it's it is it's it's like just watching a Jerry Springer episode on fire that's like gonna affect everybody. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, is the Democratic convention gonna be this week or next? I believe it starts this week, this weekend maybe. Okay, so we're in for a second shit show. Yeah, uh, shit show two, the revenge, <laughs> um, the quickening, the sickening. And then, <laughs> and then we're off to the races. <laughs> yeah. And then we won't cover politics as much anymore. I'm sure we still will, but God, it's been. I know we'll probably have to answer. It's been this. a marathon. We'll probably have to answer the FCC after this election's over, anyway. Yeah. So fuck it. Ugh. Really? No. Nah, just... No. FCC won't oversee jack shit. Mm. Um. Well. What's Bernie gonna do? What are Bernie supporters gonna do? I hear there's a there's a new political movement to get his supporters into local offices. Yeah. So yeah, that's what he's been pushing for. Is like you know, hopefully, we'll get some of like his ideals in yeah. place in the government. 
I mean, he's 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 gotten some stuff into the platform, but see, I, I I hope people don't mistake that people support Bernie for his ideas and his stances more than his honesty, because I think that's an important part of why he's so he's been so successful. Yeah, is that he has the credibility to actually lead the country right um i don't think we've really seen that as much since fuck i mean i really can't maybe bush senior and i'm sure he had some underhanded shit going on yeah (laughs) during his time but uh i mean he was actually relatively like moderate yeah you know he didn't really hurt the country no i don't think he got shit on for raising taxes, but I really don't think that that's that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, whenever you run your whole campaign on no new taxes, it'll bite mm, you in the ass. Yeah, that, that'll that'll come back. Oh well. Yeah. Um. Nowadays, he would have just vetoed it and said, "Country be damned! I gotta hold true to my yeah campaign pledge." And he probably would have won re-election. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then he could have shit on himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, Bernie's, you know, ride hasn't ended prematurely, because yeah. I'd like to hear more from that guy. Got anything else, Brennan? <laughs> mm, no. No. We're not forgetting anything? Mm. Can't think of anything. Me either. We might as well just shut it down. Yeah. You look like you could use a nap. Yeah. Uh... Thanks, everybody, for listening. I know it's a short episode, but fuck it. It's Sunday afternoon and shit happens. Yeah. Um, We'll be back Wednesday. Or actually, I'll post an episode either Thursday or Friday, uh, depending on my schedule. Um, We're doing an episode with Mike the Rodriguez. And uh, Brennan, social medias. Let's see. We're at Revenge of the World on Instagram, at ROTW Podcast on Twitter. We've got a Facebook page. we got a website. we got a donate button. Yeah. Yes. If you go to revengeoftheworld.com and hit that donate button, give us some cash, and make sure you put your name and address into the notes section. We'll send you something at Christmas time. I don't know what it is yet but you'll get something in the mail. And it'll help us pay for our cheap sword for a Thomason Dieter to chop shit up with. Yeah. We'll see if it can, if a $20 sword will cut through uh, a car axle. Um, <laughs> in the hands of a martial arts master. <sighs> Brennan. Yes. It's been a good day. Has it? <laughs> yeah, it has. I've enjoyed hanging out with you. We, yeah, it's been a good time. We haven't really spent a lot of time together lately. No. Um, uh, Stacy Daniels, I hope you're feeling better, and we'll catch you on Relationship in September. Um, anything else? No. The White Crypt? Uh, that's actually, it's, it's down for the moment, because I've had some... I got. Brennan I got, needs to redesign a shirt. I got. Yeah, I got my samples back, and not so much. Not so good. <laughs> not so good. So, yeah, that's okay. Oh, uh, Revenge of the World shirt. We just have one right now. Uh, we'll have another one sometime in the near future. But uh, if you want to go to GabrielDeeter.threadless.com, you can pick up a Revenge of the World shirt there. So, welcome. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm running out of juice, yeah. but thank God Gorag's back, because that fucking Grignac has been a pain in my ass. Nah. Fucking dime store orco. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been working out too well, and it's not really him as much as it is fucking Chiba. Yeah. Scares the shit out of me, literally. <laughs> um, gently go fuck yourselves.
Hey, what are you doing in here? I've come to do the commercial. That's my job. Not anymore, it's not. Hit the road. Take the flea bag with you. Ah, flea bag, eh? I think you've forgotten who the top cat in this place is. It's not you. It never was you. And it never will be. Now take your furry creep and get the fuck out of here. Alright, fine. But you haven't heard the last of me. Grignac the sorcerer will return. Let's go, Sheba. <laughs> yeah, beat it. Wow.